What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here. Oh look, Ben's here. Evening. Evening. <laughs> Rich is here. Hello everyone. Dan's here. Evening. Evening. Evening everybody. Everybody. It's not getting lighter outside, isn't it? Oh. I'm liking it. Well, it's dark at the moment. Well, I know, yeah. but it, it, you know. It, well, it might not be for people listening. If the that's, why I say, that's why I always go with hello everyone. You don't know what time people are listening, guys. Yeah, but sometimes if it's like two o'clock and you're at work and someone says evening, you think, oh basically finished so you're welcome <laughs> yeah the podcast says it's evening i'm going home <laughs> right everybody we're going to talk about leicester we're going to preview espanol and norwich we're going to do the quiz and we're going to do twitter corner as well now gents with leicester in a second we're going to obviously talk about the thing that everybody wants to talk about which is they are right far we've all probably analyzed it as much as we can now and we're all sick and tired of talking about it so we're going to play a little game we're going to play the you can't say VAR game yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. So here are the rules. Basically, throughout the whole podcast, you can't say VAR or VAR. Those two versions. If you get through the whole podcast without, I could say video assistant referee. No, no. I think okay. we have to count that as well. I'd just like to be awkward. Yeah. I'd just yeah. like <laughs> to be awkward. I'm glad you said it because I was thinking it. <laughs> so without, you can't say the actual words or VAR, blah, whatever. If you get through the whole podcast, gentlemen. Without saying it, you do win one of these. A daring meal bar. Blimey. That you is your prize. I thought you going to give three of those. I do have... Th- I have one for myself as well. Oh, I do it. Yeah, right. there's four. So are you just not going to have it if you say it? <laughs> yeah. You're going to punish yourself straight I in am, the bin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, these are all... If you go through the whole show without saying any of those abbreviations, you get it. If you do say it, you can then carry on the show and keep saying it. Right, Okay. okay. And throughout the show, we can all try and tease it out of each other. Okay. I thought you were going to say, you can carry on with the show, but it's your last one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> P45s oh, are God. on offer. Uh, so, okay, gentlemen, the game, the VAR, you know, whatever, starts now. Right. It starts now. Okay, let's talk about Leicester. Show it was a nil-nil draw on Friday night at Molyneux. Uh, Willy Bolly did have a goal just on the stroke of half-time, but that was ruled out for a disallowed goal, and the rest of the game kind of petered out, and it wasn't a nil-nil draw. Draw, gentlemen, let's talk about the technology first that came about for that first goal that got disallowed. Is it the point now that it's just frustrating that the rules are probably going to change in the summer, that incidents like this will count as goals? Am I the only one... It was more the changing the offside rule that frustrated me. Because the ball gets played backwards, and I think I oh know I know it changed. Was it this season it changed? Or I've not. Do seen you know what? I was. don't know anymore. Yeah, genuinely, I don't. I, I don't know. The, the change it weekly depending yeah. on who, who it I, I was always of the opinion that it was only offside if a ball was played forwards. So if you cut it back or sideways, it doesn't count as offside. So for it to get pulled back on 
that kind of technicality, it, it almost defies the logic of a why offside is there in the first place to gain the advantage because he's physically behind the player when the ball's passed. I think that's the it's not the most frustrating thing, but that that's the thing that really kind of you know stuck for me. It might just be because it's a slightly new rule. This way, I find out it's been like five years old, but yeah. It's like everybody was like, right, what rule can we find to disallow this goal? Right, paragraph yeah. three, I think as section two. You said, Dan, like, you compare it to um, Nevers' goal against Man United. It's not an awful lot different. Yeah, so, I haven't watched it back. It, it seems sort of similar, the, the pass for the short corner, um, and then the pass back. I know, like, Martinho was sort of analysed originally in that Man United game, and it could have been offside, mm. so... You imagine if that got ruled offside? I'm just used to it. I'm getting used to it now. I, I genuinely didn't over-celebrate like I normally would for Bolly's goal on Friday night because you just, you could just, there's a stench in football at the moment and it's kind of like Skynet in Terminator. It's just taking over and I don't know where we're going to come back from here. This, it's gonna, Liverpool win the league this season. They'll have an asterisk next to the title and then we'll move on from there but it ain't going anywhere, is it? Oh. I think we cannot talk about. What I was quite frustrated with is basically whenever whenever Wolves score a goal now, my first thought is, is that getting disallowed? Why could it be disallowed? And on first viewing of that goal, I thought there's absolutely no, no way. way that this can be disallowed. Yeah. So I'm actually going to allow myself to celebrate because I just thought there's just zero chance of this being disallowed. So obviously it would then go on to be disallowed. Even Stephen Manaman, who was like, nah, there's no way. And you're thinking, if he's saying it, we know how much he doesn't like Wolves when he commentates. If he's saying it, you think this is going to be fine. It's just, I mean, we're just behind Sheffield United in the amount of these decisions that have gone against the team. We've obviously had two in the FA Cup as well, haven't we? Yes. So we've had six in total, four in the Premier League. It's just ridiculous, gentlemen. But then there's no point in us analysing it again, because everybody's done it. We've all gone over the pictures and we've all gone over the rules... So many times, it's just it's just another one of those. The issue is you've got. If that happens, Wolves still had ninety minutes to score a goal. Yeah, and end, I was going to say like my my kind of thought process, and I know some in the fancast parish disagree with me. The referee is never the sole reason why a team doesn't win a football game. We had enough chances in that game. Bar the one which got disallowed to be out of sight. Even in the first half, we had some mm. good chances. You know. It's frustrating. It happened, what was it, about half an hour mark into the game? Something like that? There's plenty. And it's right on, right on, right on, right on, right on, right on half time. Half time, time yeah. 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 You know, they had a second half to come out and score again. And they, they, say they had enough chances to. I mean, what Jimenez was doing on a couple of them, God knows yeah, what. Apart from Jai's chance, we didn't work Schmeichel from what I remember. No. Mm. There was a header from Dunker, wasn't there, in the first half as well? Well, wide, mm. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and Bolly's. I think, wasn't there a Bolly. Was it Say's had a header as well? Somebody had a header before or just after Dunk before yeah. the body won. But I think that was what was frustrating about the game. Like Richard Johnny, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 That was what was frustrating was that there was, after you know, the first 20 minutes, Leicester were all over Wolves. We almost felt like the away team for a, the, the first 20. Then after that, we just got into the game and we were just dominating. We uh, don't create, I don't, I don't feel that we create a lot of chances that aren't just crosses or set piece. So we're, we're very set piece. Because it concentrate. Yeah, yeah. Because even if it, you know, even if it's open play, it tends to be 
across into the box. I mean, when's the last time that we really like create something or through the middle? Through the middle? Yeah. It just doesn't happen anymore. And if I was defending against Wolves, <clears throat> if you can cut that out, and particularly because Jimenez doesn't... The way that Jimenez plays, he's never going to be in the box every time as well. It's just... I just feel it's a little bit negative. Well, that's something I was going to come on to later on, but that kind of touches on now, that when Trioro came on, you felt like there was a bit of energy then, finally, the team mm. kind of a bit lift. But is there a danger with Traore that, because it always seems to be passable, Traore and cross in, that he's tactically becoming like a Sacco or a Costa when we used yeah. to do that all the time? I mean, I, I thought Neto did well when he was on. Mm. Um, I thought he's, again, I thought he was probably one for brighter players in the first half that run in the first half when he kind of went out of the out of the pitch yeah. and ran back he seemed to have just like accelerated on top of accelerating yeah. <laughs> I don't it was like oh, he's you know really kind of coming to his own like you know, I wasn't really sold on him when he you know his very first sort of half dozen games but he has really knuckled down and kind of cemented his place in the squad um, especially when you know you've got um, Poddy like basically breathing down his neck I think the issue where it comes to probably tactically is like our strength is almost down the flanks because that's where we've got the numbers with the wing backs and the wide forwards but we've had the, almost the opposite problem when we've kind of gone for three you know for one behind the striker and we're almost so narrow and they don't seem to be able to like just be a little bit more fluid do they in terms of either getting somebody else extra in the box when they're out wide to offer that bit of support or have a decent runner from midfield because that isn't really Neves's game to break on the edge of the box. I think that's my issue more than the fact that yeah. that we played wide because that is, that does work clearly. But the way that we're set up, we don't commit players in the box as well. Right. So the two almost the style matches some of the team, but then doesn't the match others. the other. No. So you're like halfway there, mm. but then you think, well, if you're a team that's going to rely on crosses and and second balls, second phases. Wolves are never really going to do that. Mm. It is one of those, so many games this season at home, especially where in the last half an hour, you know what the tactic is. The opposition are going to play deep and they're just going to constantly play it on the wings and cross it in. We just hope something catches on. And that's what's frustrating when you watch that game in particular when we go forward. The only player ever in the box usually is Jimenez or maybe Jota if he's on the pitch. And there's like four opposition players in the box. And you just think, where? What are the chances here? We're going to score. I don't really understand. But it was just frustrating watching it. Like we've said, we had so many chances to win the game. Leicester, you couldn't tell even in the second half before the, um, the sending off. They just committed to the draw. I think as um, you've kind of said a lot of this season, Ben. Not that you don't rate Leicester, but I don't like that. I think that they are definitely on an even part of how good Wolves are. I completely. Like I think you know, yeah, they had a really strong opening 15-20 minutes but all Brendan Rodgers teams do and if they don't score in that opening 15-20 minutes and you can calm it down how's nothing really threatened us I didn't think you look at the likes of like Madison and Vardy and Tielemans there weren't anything that stood out to me though I've seen down here this season well, Vardy no. was just out of the game completely yeah, yeah. Well, you look at so Vardy hasn't scored in 10 games mm. Madison hasn't created a goal from open play since August they're not a side that count really in the last probably I would say at, at least this year I think probably a little bit before Leicester have been really poor and I still yeah. thought for 25 minutes we made them look incredible because that's because Wolves are just happy I don't to, even think we made them look that well, they, good they, they, they technically looked very them? good yeah. they did technically the look very well, good they passed the ball well, well. 
but Wolves seem happy, and it's fine. It is fine, but when you're a team, Wolves aren't a, a team that are ever going to score five goals a game. They're just they're not really. If you, we all feel like a team that they will do with the players. It's weird. How isn't long it? have we been saying that, that, that soon you... we're going to smash someone? We never do. No. We've never <laughs> under Nuno. Yeah. Who, who have we actually? If, if, we, if we beat teams in the championship right. more than two and it was yeah. long. Yeah. Bolton was. Yeah. Bolton. Yeah. We're literally talking party games. Yeah. yeah, I think the only games we've had. In, in the Premier League has been West Ham at home three 0 last season, but then like that most of that's them came it. like really towards the end. Yeah, what's frustrating me is that you you're basically cutting a third of your time to beat these teams straight away because every every week it seems Wolves are happy not to concede in the first half an hour, and then yeah, fair enough. Like the last hour, they are a lot more sort of proactive and on the front foot, but you straight away you're going right. We're going to give ourselves an hour to score rather than ninety minutes. We've had games where we've give ourselves twenty minutes to score a goal. I just don't. It's. I think that's what's frustrating about when you played Leicester. We they they looked average. It's been t- you know when we played Spurs and even Liverpool to an extent as as the game went on. You just thought Wolves can win this game mm. easy. There was like like, like a twenty minute period in that Le- Liverpool game. You thought we're clearly the better team well, here. Liverpool and Spurs. The performances were. A hundred times better than yeah. than Leicester, even though yeah. we lost. If we'd applied with that sort of level of intensity, then I think you'd you'd comfortably beat Leicester. But I, I think we I think we lack it a little bit sometimes. Do you think, Danny, it's a lack of clinical finishing then from Wolves? Because I was looking at some stats online earlier. This is from Monumix, by the way. So how accurate this is, I don't know. Uh, six goals in the last nine games, nine first half goals all season so far, and we've scored first in six out of twenty six games in the league so far. It does seem we're worried that clinical finishing just seems to be going, going back to what we said. Just we've, we've never been a team that smashes opposition teams. I think going back to a front three doesn't leave us with many bodies in the box when we get into good wide positions. A lot of the time, it seems like Nuno's tactically set us up to try and get our wing backs to be the ones who score more than our mm. front players with a bit of distraction when they come deep, and then you've got Doherty or Johnny coming in late. But I just don't think um, with with the front three the and the two sentiment feels like Rich just said we haven't we, we just don't get enough bodies in the box. And do we think that maybe switching back to three five two would do that, or would that work anymore with I the players? It, it was so it was so bad in that shape that I, I don't I genuinely don't know what the issue. is. I think sometimes, and he's never he's never done this, so it, that this isn't to say that he ever would do it. You're saying go four four two? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Even, that's where I was about to go. I'm, ben. Not even, I'm not even saying that. But even if it's Pushing, you know, taking Cody and putting him in centre mm. midfield or something like that, or when Sice is there and putting him into centre midfield, and because did we need three centre backs in the last twenty minutes against Leicester on Friday night? No, no, we could have just had the one. What, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And I'm not saying that we needed to do a Zenga and put seven players up front because that's what he did every week. So we were two nil down. But the th- it's just negative, isn't it? I mean, you could even just you could push Cody into more of a defensive midfielder role yeah. just to get a bit more possession and up or power of the field you could have sacrificed one of your centre midfielders and had Powden or, or, yeah. or Jota in the number 10 or, or even just if you wanted to push Matinho further yeah. forward or Neves yeah. further forward yeah, just that ex- it's just that extra 10 yards that they seem to be afraid to commit forward mm. to well, is um, it because they were worried that someone like a Leicester or known as a county team so if it's nil nil and they're trying to push for a goal Leicester could is, just attack. when you get to that sort of stage where three points are on a plate for you if you do get suckered, yeah. you just say, shit, we've got, we've got suckered, but you've got to be winning those and games in an Wolves opportunity is, like that. Wolves are set up both, you know, Wolves are set up to 
counter-attack, but also set really well to handle a counter-attack because we play a sweeper. You know, the games when we've played Leicester, Cody's done really well against someone like Vardy because he drops that little bit deeper, so Vardy hasn't got the space as much to run in behind. You know, it's it's just frustrating, I think, because you can see those just those little gaps. And, you know, I know we can't almost pass the days in a way of, like, you know, goal-scoring midfielders in a way, but I know Neves has really picked up his form recently, and I'm not suggesting he should change his game again for it, but, you know, there's nothing stopping him now getting those getting forward that little bit more because he's shown how bloody good he is when he gets forward. Are you saying you should model, model his game on Dave Edwards, who could also score goals from midfield? I'm not not saying <laughs> yeah. <a> good guess. <laughs> um, other players, Jimenez, he had that chance right at the end that just went wide, another chance earlier on. Because of this system and that we haven't really got a backup striker, is there a, a danger that either we're going to burn him out, although he hasn't really proven that yet, or we're almost going to feel limited tactically because if he's not providing, then no one else is. He's the glue that fits everything together, but then if he's not setting other people up or other people aren't contributing, then you look to him and he's like, if he's not doing it, I don't know. It's I, just want, I think there's a danger we can't just bring someone else to replace him to have something else, whether it is that campaigner going forward, but it might not be. Yeah. I th- <laughs> The the problem is, as we've said, the way Wolves play, if Jimenez doesn't score, where else are we scoring from? It might be Traore, but it's a might, might, isn't it? it, it yeah. It Jota when he's in a patch, because he's only ever in a patch. He, like, yeah, he, he always he, scores. It's just patches. Yeah. He was lucky to stay on instead of Neto again, I yeah. thought. Jota, he's, he's so out of form. He's, 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 okay. he's starting to frustrate me now, just like a Traore did. Mm. Yeah, I think if you had one or the other at the minute, it's, it's to me it's Neto yeah. every day of the week at mm. the moment. And that's not mm. to say that Jota won't hit form because that's what he it does, isn't like, he? So he could yeah. have, he could he could score on Thursday night and then score twelve before the end of the season. Like, show yeah. you Ben. <laughs> it would no, I would quite enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm there you go, Ben. I'm all for being shown that I'm wrong. I mean, I'd love Katrina to have scored forty this season. I don't think but... you would have. I actually, do you know what? I actually I don't have. think you would have. I would have you because it, we all win joined. that way. We all win that way. Well, you I, I don't. I don't like being right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want what's best for the club. But with with Jota, who we've talked about on the show before, is it because he's not in a in a two? Because in this three, I think he's just limited. Sure where he's scored goals and played well in a three this season. Um, I can't remember when. I don't come yeah. here with specifics. <laughs> yeah. He scored a hat trick against Besiktas. I know he came us up, but he was in a two. It was that random game where we played three five two. We all thought, oh, maybe that's what he's going to do going forward. And yeah, and he scored a hat trick. I, ju- I just wonder whether he benefits more from being in a two than a three. Do you think he benefits from just being slightly more central rather than mm. actually being in a two? Um, you know, we talked about does Jimenez need a break? Have we got a senior player good enough um, to actually play that role? I personally, I'm not sure if Shot could do it. In the centre in the Premier League, I no. think he, I think he'd struggle to link up for play. It's a bit like when Cavalera played in the in yeah. the centre in the Championship, it just didn't work. Yeah, um, let's try and have some more positives on this one. Then two players in particular, Bolly and Sace. Bolly firstly, he's back. Another clean sheet. He's just probably one of the best defenders in the league, isn't he? Surely the best. He's better than Virgil. <laughs> he's just so like unbelievably good. 
And he didn't look like he missed a beat against Leicester. He was so in control and no one was getting past well, him. Since he's come back, you wouldn't have thought that he'd had nearly three months sitting out. He's come back and he's just looked, yeah, yeah carry on, fine. It's like it's like Van Dyke. It, it's like a man playing with boys at times. He just simply makes everything he's yeah. so physical. I mean, he had Vardy just shut up wherever he wanted him to go. And when he scored the goal that wasn't a goal, I mean, he had like three Leicester defenders yeah. around him and he just, yeah, there you go, in the net. He Despite being a grown man, play, you say he's a grown man playing with a grown men, and he looks and makes them look like you know youngsters. He's I don't quite know because he's not super tall. You know, he's not like six well, four, six five next to me. Well, <laughs> I am, but everyone is. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's just you say he's so dominant. He's just got the awareness to do those little shimmies just to give that extra half a yard as well he, he is a class above and I'm genuinely surprised you know even last summer you know Man United go and spend 80 million on Harry Maguire why we didn't just put in a bit for half that much just try and get Willy Bolly I'll never know well it improve every single team mm. yeah. in the Premier League every team yeah. including Liverpool Shh, we don't want people to know because <laughs> <laughs> if, if he went yeah. to Liverpool then you'd say he's, I think he's better than Joe Gomez yeah. so he'd, he'd go there and then I don't quite know why other clubs haven't gone for him the only thing I can think of is he, what is he 28, 29 yeah, he's, he's, he's going again. but that's prime defender he's coming into that crowded you know he's getting into the crowded if right, only he could so. grow up to be well, Jodie Crowder you could have him for a couple of years couldn't you yeah. if another team went for it I'm not trying to advocate anybody no, here let's, like, let's make that clear but still you know, he would be stupid money though Yeah, I think you'd yeah. have to pay ridiculous money for him yeah. uh, let's talk about Sace because in the last few weeks again he this man has gone from strength to strength I mean why Paul Lambert never played him because he's not a very good manager. Yeah, there's that one as <laughs> well. But look, terrible he's be- judgment. He's becoming everybody's favourite player. You know, you know, he gets a yellow card route, but now he's like, oh, you've got another yellow card, you little scum, <laughs> get out of here, you. Did he get booked Friday? Didn't did he? Yeah, I think. I think we just presumed. he's, he's turned he's the presumed. Presumed. He's turned the corner. You know what? I think he's gone a few games without a booking. I think they give him a yellow card before the game. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's what we've done. <laughs> that's now, what it is. He went through the stage anyway. I think he got like five in five games. Like. Just rein it in a little bit. I think they just gave him loads when they were in Marbella <laughs> yeah. last week. Just like, <laughs> like gave him 150 in the just week. To, he's turned, he, turns, he turns into Maldini when he gets booked. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. it's literally I've like never that. seen anything like it. He gets booked after six minutes and you're like, well, he's getting sent off. And then he'll just time like 30 so- like last-ditch tackles. Yeah. He's secretly like Quicksilver, isn't he? He just can see, he can slow time down. I don't know. What oh, well, that is. <laughs> I'm asking you, Ben. Oh, Quicksilver's yeah. very fast. Does he, <laughs> what does he do? He's, he, he's so fast. He's really he slows quick. down time. Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's how he can precisely. I think get he's a bit like um, Quicksilver. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. It's a bit like Sonic. The opposite yeah. to Grand yeah. Holt, where he's that slow, he makes time run fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, all in all, we're Leicester gentlemen there. Look, it was a game which, if you look at the end of it, yes, there was that goal disallowed which can be debated on and on but it was a game that once again at home Wolves could have yeah. and should have really easily won I think if we end up being 6th or 7th at the end of the season and we miss out on 5th place by 2 points you could quite easily look back at this game and go that's where mm. well they're racking yeah. up now aren't they Yeah, at home Yeah, that wouldn't be the one that I would look at it's one of about 6 yes. I mean yeah. like to be fair you know, season overall they've there's too many draws that haven't been converted mm. into wins to make I, it. I said after Leicester, when we were approaching Hoddle numbers with draws now, yeah. and obviously Hoddle had a lot more so league saying, games than what 
the Premier League is. So we're saying Nuno is a modern day Glenn Hoddle. Both play for the back. I, th- yeah. I think it was. Um, I think Mick McCarthy has said before. I don't. I don't know whether it was when he was Wolves manager, but they said they asked him if he'd rather go five games unbeaten with five draws, or or win two games. And he just said, "Well, look, at this. I'd rather lose three times out of five and win two because I'm, I'm yeah. on more points." Yeah. And occasionally, when we're talking about do we gamble against Leicester? Well, if we win that instead of instead of drawing it, that's you can wipe two of those mm. games straight off. Yeah. It sounds really basic because obviously you get no, more points like, for a win. No, but, but so it's, it's almost yeah. as bad if we go for that. Ga- if we like go on the front foot, lose one nil, you've lost a point. Hmm. Have we lost two points by not doing that? Yeah. All about context, isn't it? All about context. That's like in the extracurricular UEFA coaching classes, that is, where you'd rather not lose a game than win. Because mentally, over the next game, if you haven't, if you've lost a game, it's not as good as drawing the game. Someone's done their coaching budget. But would it be better for their um, mental state if they'd done that four times and we had an extra? (laughs) Where does XG play into? I feel like I feel like it's coming like over the hill at the moment. Basically, what I'm trying to say is winning is better than drawing. All right, let's let's move on, gentlemen. But wouldn't you rather like throw the kitchen? (laughs) Sorry, wouldn't you rather throw the kitchen sink at trying to get a win and just getting sucker punched then? But I don't think that's how football works with fans at full time if we throw the kitchen sink and we lose 1-0 fans aren't going to go oh well, at least we had a try fans are going to go I can't believe oh, no, that I would have blamed him and there's them from all missing all them chances yeah but people go oh we lost 1-0 at the end we didn't deserve that why did we throw the kitchen I think, I, I, I think it's all I about the full time result yeah. if Wolves had Wolves could have been 1-0 down and we scored in the last minute it's like oh that was a great point that was it's like cashing out for 2 quid though yeah I think it's about unfortunately it's about context at the end of it Wolves could have done terrible, but scored in the last second, and we would have said that was a great performance. Yeah, yeah. That's how... I see what you mean, but I think sometimes it's how that result is at the, the full-time whistle. It's when people say, I know we've lost three games, but I'd like, I'd like to see Wolves just, just play well. No one says that, do they? No. You don't, see, you don't see a team lose three games in a row, and you go, at least they're playing well. Well, probably because they can't be playing that well because they're losing. <laughs> Norwich? Does that move us smoothly on to our next segment? Not yet. Oh. Oh. <laughs> We're going to talk about Thursday night. It's the Europa League, baby. We're back. We're back in the Europa League. It's the last 32. It just seems so long to the <laughs> final. <laughs> uh, Wolves got Espanyol. Uh, it's a home leg on Thursday night. Uh, we do, we've done a f- full preview of the game with Andy Brassel, uh, who's a European football uh, correspondent for The Guardian, and he's on the uh, Football Ramble Daily podcast for On the Continent and the Jules and Andy show as well. So it's on the f- podcast stream. You can go check that out. Gentlemen, just a touch on that game. I'm just excited about this. Back in the Europa League, Espanyol at home. They're not doing as well, but you can hear that on the other podcast. But... Um, European night at Molyneux. I'm looking forward to it. Everyone's looking at each other. Who's going to talk first? Me and Ben are a bit nervous about Thursday. I'm not... No, yeah, not is nervous. It more I'm not nervous. Is, nervous. is it more that we've Anxious. got the home leg first? I just feel a little bit... Since... Liverpool aside, since the Man City game, I'm just... I'm struggling to get excited about anything to do with Wolves. Because they've been... <laughs> okay. You go Man United in the cup, dross, absolute dross. The replay was terrible. I thought Friday, we can say if we had a few chances, I don't think we were good. Give me some more games. That's um, it. Man United game. Man United in the league, yeah. dross. 
and I, I don't I don't know whether I see that particularly changing on Thursday. I sound so negative. But I think it's the fact that publicly everyone thinks we're gonna steamroll Espanol as well, for me. Since I'm similar to the Liverpool game, I think people just thought we could turn up against Liverpool and we would win. It was just like oh, I think because of Espanol's league position, I have seen far, far too many tweets where it's like, well, you know, might as well book um, book your day off for the ones in March. It's like they're still quite a good team. You, yeah, you could definitely see this ending nil nil. Yeah, because that's what we do, and then having to go to Espanol and win the game. But you'd rather it be nil nil than be one one, which is that oh like two two, and it's actually got a level of entertainment yeah. because we're in this. You know, we've never had a knockout um, sort of two rounded affair. So actually, how they approach it is almost in a way we've got to do it. Well, we have had all the qualifiers. Oh yeah, we have. Mm. Was that still sort of? Yeah, yeah. But I think we'll see, we'll so see. we haven't for about four months. <laughs> so, so, so much <laughs> has happened. So we're basically yeah. saying we're now not excited about this game. No, <laughs> I, I don't cancel still, the cup. Yeah. Focus on getting <laughs> no, I fifth. Think, I think. What, I think. I think. By the time it starts, yeah, I will be. But I just see it being nil nil or one nil to us. When you hear that music, oh, just, that just doesn't excite me. That music. I'm, I'm... We're the wrong people to be on this week. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I can't wait. But what we do know, gentlemen, is that that lovely technology comes into play in this round. So you know something's going to happen. You know something's going to happen. What? Contactless payments have been all season, haven't they? Yeah. Hey, let's just not talk. Hey. Let's get into a situation where we're. 3 nil up before it disallows a goal and then we can just go ah oh, oh, well. that pesky yeah. technology and you know it's one of them where like you know it doesn't affect the players it shouldn't affect the players it has no impact on what they actually do on the football pitch I think it actually came at a per- if it's going to happen it happened at a perfect time on Friday because I always find when you have these long stoppages there is especially a when there's a goal disallowed the next 10 minutes is quite it's like everyone's just warming back up again. Whereas we didn't have that, so that wasn't even an excuse, mm. really. We're also going to take into context that this could be the last European game ever <laughs> of the season, or maybe next season. You don't know what it's going to be like. So that's why I'm, I'm I'm excited, but I'm also trying to embrace the fact that, yep, you know, hopefully there'll be a few more this season. But this could be the the last one. You know, a little tear to my eye. You know, so yeah. I just cue montage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm looking. Look, I, I understand the concerns, but I'm just I'm genuinely looking. Forward I am. To the I game. am excited. Yeah. It, it's quite flippant. So I'm not looking forward to a European knockout game. I am looking forward to it. I've obviously never seen one in my lifetime, but I just hope that they go into it with the right attitude. Mm. It's just when you actually go back and you get rid of that Besiktas game, we've not been fantastic at home in Europe really when you say with the right attitude do you mean score goals I mean I want to win rather than <laughs> draw yeah. I've gone over it before but oh. basic maths Dan you you excited yeah it's, <laughs> are you at least still doesn't excite me like a Premier League game does I don't know I mean, does it not no I'm, com- I'm gone the other way now I just I couldn't until it gets it. like a serious fixture, I still don't feel that Espanol's a serious knockout round fixture. I want to, it's like, where we where we we're, 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 we're an underdog. I don't think we've been in a match. Where we've been an underdog yet. Yeah, 
in the Europa. I mean, that's how bastard massive Wolves I'm there. Torino actually felt like I was more 50-50 on the Torino Mm. game. Yeah. Even though I've just said, I think... But I think after games like that, we've seen numerous times in the group where we're actually a decent team now. So I think looking back at the Torino game, we should should have been winning that. It felt... It felt like we were better than Trino, but it was at least a competitive game. Yeah. I think that's how I sort of look at it. I mean, right, looking at Espanyol, played 24, scored 21, conceded 42. Like, that is... That's more than they've scored, isn't it? Q2-0 defeat. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> they're, they're star- no, yeah, that's I was going to say, they're star strikers yeah, like, injured. Can, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, as, as a recording, yeah, Raul de Thomas, who's their signing in January, is injured. And there's somebody else in midfield who's not playing as yeah, well. Yeah, they're both not in the squad. So, I mean, that, that if that doesn't say defeat, with all the stuff going for us... Everything that Gillen Balagay said in the Express and Star today, just, it just suggests they're going to win. They said... The star strikers are injured. The midfielders don't score very often. If they set up to counter attack, they aim very fast. And I'm thinking, well, <laughs> what do they do? What, what, how do they win game? I wonder the bottom. They've got 15th in the league this weekend. So Over 20th. They've got that's more of their priority. But it's just it's just another game where I think no, everyone thinks what Wolves got to do is turn up and we'll just steamroll them. And hopefully we do. And hopefully Jota scores an hat trick. And but I'm still pessimistic when it comes to Wolves what I am hoping though is that the atmosphere should be more similar to Man City than Newcastle I'm hoping it is the Torino game I don't think the atmosphere was overly good that game it hasn't been a European game the time of year though it's still the summer I think we had the 3-1 lead as well I don't know I don't know but I'm only saying this out of expectation I think that it's going to the whole place is going to be a little bit more rough and if it is, and the players respond to it, you know, if if they win, I think if they win two nil, then the ties, you know, on the way to being over, isn't it? Mm. If you get if you win the game and they don't score an away goal, then you're in yeah. boxy. You fancy us to get a goal at their I place. I can see though. them yeah. managing the game out. If if they get a two nil win at home, but like they will just stifle that. Out. I mean, ideally, we beat them seven nil, and we can focus on Tottenham instead of going to the second leg with the full team. Yeah. Well, if you were excited about the game beforehand, you may not be so excited this time. We'll let you be the judge of that, shall it's we? It's prediction time. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to move on. We're not going to no. do predictions. Okay. Right. Well, I'm glad. I don't yeah. want to do predictions. It's very well known. Right. We're going to talk Norwich. We're going to do the quiz. And we're going to do Twitter Corner after this. Hey, it's David here. Now, I know you. You love a bloody good website, don't you? Look, come on, you do. You like a good website. If you're on your phone, you're on your computer thinking, I want to see a bloody good website. I'm going to go find one right now. If you want a bloody good website and you want one for yourself, for your business, why don't you go check out our sponsors, pixelyetimedia.com. They don't just do websites, of course. They do loads of different things for your marketing needs, such as design work and brochures. And they do our website as well, wallsfancast.com. It's a really good design. We're really pleased with the work over at the guys at pixelyetimedia.com. So, again, you're looking at some websites, you're thinking, oh, I really want a website that looks that good just for me and my business. Why don't you go check them out right now at pixelyetimedia.com.
Welcome back to the show, everybody. Right, we're going to do uh, the Norwich preview now. We're going to do something a bit different. We don't usually do this. We're going to have someone dialed in, more so that they offered to dial in this time. I mean, people don't like speaking to us, do they, really? Not particularly. No. Uh, so we're gonna, I'm going to give uh, David Freezer a call. That is his name. That is his name, everybody. You suffer that infliction, don't you, Mr. Ben Husband? I do, yeah. You do? Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, David... I don't see anything like that unusual about the last name Husband. Is just it just because like, no. it's a noun? It's or? just like, oh, Ben, wife, oh, you're going to get married. It's normally that, <laughs> really. And you would think that that is like four I mean, and under. No, I still get it when I put my name down. I say, oh, is that your real name? Really? No, no, I just thought, it's pluck a word. I mean, no, one, no one's ever said anything wrong about my last name, so it's fine. Yeah, you feel just left out? No, nah, you can't rhyme my last name with anything, so... <laughs> uh, right, David Freezy. Blow jobs. How <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like them apples? <laughs> um, David Freezy, he's the chief uh, Norwich City reporter for Eastern Daily Press. He's also the host of the Pinkin podcast, which I really like us, actually, because they've, they're they on like episode 382, and not like us, that they're quite well-received. So, <laughs> 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 so I'm going to just try... Let's see how this works. I'm going to try call... Uh, give David a call now. Let's put you on speaker. And I'm trying to be like this. Can we all hear? Please don't go for voicemail. We might do. Oh, I'm doing Russell Brand if it goes. <laughs> Oh my word, this we'll man. cut this all out, Dave. I might keep it in for the tent. Hello, David, it's David from Wolves Fancast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm alright about you. Yeah, I'll do uh, I've got you on the show now. I've got Rich, Ben, and Dan with us as well. Alright, Norwich at the moment, bottom of the table. You're uh, seven points adrift of safety. I presume at this point of the season, there wasn't a thought that you may be bottom. I mean, what, what was the expectation? At this, where you may be at this point of the season, do you think you might have been in a relegation battle? Do you think you would have been doing better, you know, higher up the table? What were what were your thoughts? There was definitely hopes that they did better. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't think anybody expected they wouldn't be in a relegation battle this season. But yeah, I, I predicted fifteenth at the start of the season. So you know, given that they won the championship title, there was quite a lot of momentum behind them and a lot of belief that they could adjust to the Premier League quite well. A bit, a bit like how Wolves have done, to be honest, because they dominated the division in, in a similar way to Wolves. It, everyone was like thinking that they were a Premier League team in the Championship, but as soon as they got up there, they were just knackered by a, an injury crisis in defence. They lost Crystal Zimmerman, Tim Closer and Grant Hanley all to long-term injuries in, in August. And, you know, most teams would struggle to lose their three senior centre-backs there and a promoted team. So that just, that pulled the rug from under them, really. But, um, no, at the start of the season, I think there was much more hope that they'd be able to stay above the relegation battle and maybe push into mid-table. Certainly not spend, what is it now, (laughs) about two-thirds of the season bottom of the table. I mean, you did well against Liverpool, bar that kind of obviously had more or less goal near the end of the game. Um, who should we be looking out for apart from the obvious? I know that Todd Cantwell's been doing really well lately. He's got obviously a lot of gossip about him with moves in the summer. Who else, apart from obviously him and Pookie as well, is there anyone else that um, we should be looking out for on Sunday? Well, 
the best player is Emi Buendia. Um, he's um, he's brilliant, and he's the he's the one who Norwich fans expect to move to a big club this summer. Really, he's he's got seven assists. Um, I think only Kevin De Bruyne averages more key passes per game, and his creative stats are are insane. They're of, of a level way beyond a, a team bottom of the table. I mean, Wolves would he'd fit in really nicely at Wolves. I'd have thought as uh, he's he's tenacious. He um, was an Argentina under twenty international. He was with Real. Madrid as a kid and he just sort of lost his way a little bit in Spain and Norwich, Norwich took a bit of a risk on him and they paid uh, yeah they uh, they paid 1.5 million for him and there's a few more million followed after promotion but he hasn't been playing the last couple of weeks he, um, he had a little injury and then they brought in a guy called Lucas Rupp from Hoffenheim in January and he's come in on the right and has, has proved quite quite solid if unspectacular and that has sort of contributed to the more solid results in the last few weeks or or at least not getting beaten by much because Buendia is a brilliant sort of free role player he's he's completely a, a playmaker the heartbeat of the team but when things don't work out you've got somebody that loses the ball quite a lot and can sort of cost you a little bit into tight games so they'd say Buendia and, and unfortunately the big thing that's gone wrong in the last two months is that Pookie has lost his confidence in front of goal and Buendia has continually created really good openings for him and, and he's not taken them By saying that um, Pookie hasn't scored for a while that does cue in that he will score on Sunday by the way that is very much a war <laughs> thing to happen um, What are the expectations for the rest of the season uh, for Norwich? Do you think you will do the great escape or do you think perhaps it's too little too late? Uh, they're in a position now where it would literally have to be something really special, wouldn't it? With twelve games to go, they they do play teams at home who are in and around them. They've got Brighton, West Ham, uh, Southampton. I suppose Southampton have pushed up the table a bit now. Um, I think most Norwich fans are at the point where they're starting to prepare themselves to go back to the Championship, really, because. Most people would blame that injury crisis at the start of the season. That would be sort of the mitigation for it. But to think that they could now, given the form that we've seen all season, the last 12, just just doesn't really seem logical. So short of something kind of special being sparked you know, on Sunday, um, it's really hard to see them surviving. So it's, it's more becoming about going down in... Suppose not style, but going down with a with a fight and not just uh, disappearing with a whimper. Which I would like to think they will, because there is a lot of character and spirit in the squad. So, um, re- realistically, promotion sort of happened ahead of schedule. So, if if they can keep the the nucleus of the squad together, keep hold of Farker, and then you know continue on the in the way that they've set out, then and, and of course bounce back straight away, which is always easier said than done. Then then I, I think most Norwich fans could probably just about handle relegation. Uh, well, one final question then. Um, it's not going to be about the game on Sunday. How many times in your life do you get questions about your surname? <laughs> awful attempts at jokes <laughs> but I, it's, in my line of work to be honest it's not too bad because people remember it <laughs> um, so you've never had any Arnold Schwarzenegger Dr Freeze uh, kind of jokes thrown at you <laughs> no I've, I've had pretty much every nickname chucked to me but everybody calls me Freezer always have done in my life my dad exactly the same nobody ever calls me Dave <laughs> it's always, <laughs> always Freezer 
Well, Dave, th- cheers for coming on the show. And uh, I'll say, well, hopefully, well, hopefully Wolves will get the win anyway. But I'd, I'd like to say good luck. But um, we need we need the win as well. So, uh, cheers for coming on, Dave. All right, cheers. Well, there we go, gents. David on the show. We learnt about your surname, which is the one question I wanted to ask from the start. I could, yeah. s- I could just tell you were just, <laughs> just resisting the urge. Stop talking about Blendy against the surname. Uh, so, some really good talk- insights from uh, from David Freezer there. And let's say he does the, the Pink Gun podcast, which you can check out on all your usual podcast platforms. Gents, just to briefly touch on the quiz before we, the quiz on Norwich before we get to the quiz from the quizmaster Dan. Is it the case on Sunday that let's just score first? Right, this is going to come back to bite me. Okay. I think, even for everything I've been saying, I don't think there's a better game for us to actually win comfortably. <laughs> because Norwich will try and come at us. Yeah. They, I thought... Do you not a, think they might just play deep and try what's and hope point? for the point? What's the point? What is the point in them drawing the game? game? They've got to start winning... That. If they, come, if they come towards and get if a point, they've got 11 games to make the say, gap. They've got to start winning games now. I was going to say, if I was Norwich and knew we were playing Wolves after playing in the Europa League, you're seven points away from safety. You've got to clear would, the blocks, yeah, haven't you? Like it, it is an opportunity for them. I think Wolves can do a lot to mitigate it, but from their point of view, they've got to target this game because they're going to run out of games. And I guess the hope is, is if if they do that, well, this isn't the hope, if Norwich do that and they score early, you know what's going to happen. They will just put 10 men behind the ball and it's classic Wolves trying to get a goal back and that's not what we want to happen. I just feel like in these games, like we had with Leicester, if we score first, we will just ride out the game quite easily. Like yeah. I say, I, I think Norwich are going to have to try and come out of the blocks. So if... if if Wolves do the same, and and if, as you say, if they score first, I think it should be, should be relatively comfortable. And with the presumption that he will play a full strength against Espanyol, you, would you have Jimenez, Torre, and Neto as the three up front? Still, is that not? Is that, are you saying that's full strength? I would say it's the front three because we're su- suggesting that Jota isn't as isn't at his peak. I think you'd prob- you could probably make allowances for Pedence maybe starting I'd one p- of the two. I was going to say I'd potentially look at having uh, having a bit of rotation with those wide players with Pedence, Traore, Neto and Jota. Which ones start which games? I don't quite know. What, but... did, what did we think of Pedence on, on Friday? I know it was only his second game and it was only a brief spell but I'd, I'd, I'd I don't think... think he had enough time to no, yeah. think... stamp, put his stamp on the game. He he does look a bit small and might take a bit of time to adjust to the physicality of the league, but obviously he's got the ability. Be interesting to see how he comes. To be fair, yeah, I just think he needs he needs he to game time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'd, I'd potentially look to start him on Sunday against uh, you know a team who aren't doing that great yeah. in the league at the moment. Actually, give him sixty minutes as opposed to twenty five. So contrary to what Ben said earlier, we're going to absolutely annihilate them. No, I don't think that. <laughs> but I think there's I think there's definitely more potential that that happens on Sunday than it does on Thursday. Okay, right. With Norwich done then, it's time for the one bit of the podcast that everybody loves to listen to. It's time for the quiz, everybody. It's Dan's quiz. We do have a, a guest doing the quiz this week, which Dan's going to get the details and dial up. Ben, you uh, you won the quiz last time on the 400th episode. I did. So you're going to carry on. You're not going to retire undefeated. Nope. No, you're going to and I'm gonna defend have... that title. Yeah, we've got a special guest on the line this week. We've got Aidan Callahan on the phone. Aidan, how are you doing? 
I'm very well, mate. I'm just in the uh, in the car on the way home. So if you hear me crying in the background, that's uh, that's me, uh, little boy. Right, we're going to do the quiz. Uh, this is how it works as usual. Now, for the benefit of the people in the studio, we'll write our answers down. Now, I, I do not obviously expect you to write any answers down <laughs> while you're driving, uh, so please be careful. So we'll, what we'll do is we'll, we'll come to everybody's answers and I'll come to you, Aidan, for your answer and obviously give everybody time to uh, think of their answers. Uh, so, Dan, uh, quiz time. First question, please. Okay. Aidan, I hope you can hear this. 17 years ago tomorrow, Wolves ran out 4-2 winners away to Ipswich in our playoff promotion season. But who scored our fourth that day? Okay then, so repeat that question for us. 17 years ago tomorrow, Wolves ran out 4-2 winners away to Ipswich in our playoff promotion season. But who scored our fourth that day? Okay, I think I've got an answer in my head. I've got an answer, I don't think it's right. Ben's got an answer. Okay, I've got. Do you want to go to Aiden first? I'm locked in, but wrong. Aiden? Yeah, alright, I've got one. I'm I'm not confident, but I've got one. What are you going to go for? I'm going to go with Sturridge. You're going for Sturridge. Um, I'm going to go for Ndar. I've also got Sturridge. Storage as well. Rich. I've gone Proudlock. Proudlock. The correct answer was George and Dar. And Dar. Oh, yes. Yes. Dave shoots, he scores. So it's a 1 0 0 0 on the quiz so far. Okay. Uh, Dan, next question. Next question please. is former Espanol and footballing great Alfredo Destefano won the 1957 Ballon d'Or, beating which two Englishmen? Yeah, 57, sorry. 57. In 57? 1957, when Wolves were one of the greatest teams in the world. One of them is a Wolves player. Oh, okay. Right, I have no idea, by the way. This is a... Uh, this is, no this is one of the easy questions. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. One of them's a Wolves player. One of them is a Wolves player. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. And one is a Wolves player. And one's a Wolves player. Was. A was. One was Wolves a player. Well, yeah. he's not currently a Wolves Yeah, player. that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm just going to pass because I have no idea whatsoever. So there's a free well, hit there. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to have to go with Billy Wright for the Wolves player. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking Man United player. You know, Busby Babes was 50... Stanley Matthews. Okay, so Dan, are we are we having a point each? Point each. Yeah. There's a point each for this. So uh, Aiden's gone for Wright and Matthews. Uh, Rich, I have also gone for Wright and Matthews. Rich has gone for Wright and Matthews as well. Ben, I've gone Wright. for Matthews and Peter Knowles. Peter Knowles. Okay, Dan, okay. who were the answers? The correct answers were Billy Wright. Yeah, ah. and. Duncan Edwards. Oh, ah, okay, okay. What was the other one? Uh, Duncan Edwards was the other one. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, you were close with the Busby Babes connection, so, though. Uh, so, Aidan and Rich both get a point for Billy Wright, and none so for Ben. 
Indeed. So it's one 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 zero at the moment. Uh, next question, okay, please. Next Dan. question is: What came first, the birth of Morgan Gibbs White, or the release of The Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring? Okay, so what came first, uh, Morgan, Morgan Gibbs White, his birth into the world, or The <laughs> Lord of the Rings? Film or book? The film. <laughs> We're going for the film, okay. I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go with Lord of the Rings. I was at, so I was still at, I was in my first year at drama school then, and I was working at the cinema when that came out. And so, uh, Morgan Gibbs White has now already achieved more in his short life than I ever have. So <laughs> can I, Aidan? Can I ask? Are you, are you a fan of the Lord of the Rings films? Oh yeah, yeah love them, mate. Love them, mate. Love a bit of a uh, bit of an epic film with the bits got swords in it. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Right, so Aidan has gone for Lord of the Rings coming first. Um, I will go for Lord of the Rings as well. I think Lord of the Rings came out in 2001. Okay. And I think Gibbs White is old. Is he 20? I'm going Gibbs White. So you don't think he was a millennium baby? I'm going for Gibbs White. Gibbs White. Arrived into the world first. I've gone Gibbs White. I can't be bothered to give an explanation. So we've got two people for Lord of the Rings, two people for Gibbs White arriving to the world first. Daniel, it was? Morgan Gibbs White was born in the year 2000. Lord of the Rings came out in 2001. Ah, there we go. So Gibbs White is the answer. So Rich takes the lead. Two, and Ben's got a point. Two and all the ones on the scoreboard. Uh, Dan, the next question, please. In the year 2000, Espanyol beat Atletico Madrid 2-1 to win the Copa del Rey trophy. But what former Premier League striker, who has a record of six goals in five games against Wolves in the 2000s, scored that day? Okay, so interesting question. I think I need to hear that question again. Basically, a striker for Atletico Madrid, who scored six times against Wolves in the 2000s, Name him. Yeah. Okay. Former Atletico Madrid striker. Yeah. Yeah. He sc- he, and he scored against Wolves for Six other teams. Six times. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. I've got an idea in my head of who that could be. Aiden, any idea from your end? Well, um, I, I, feel, well, I feel like there's lots of strikers that have scored uh, plenty past us in, in over the years. Um, I'll let you... Uh, have a think. Have a think. I'm gonna let one of the other guys go first with their answers. Are you guys locked in at all? Yeah, yeah, I'm locked Ben's in. Ben's primed. Locked in, yeah. You're locked in. Ben, who are you going for? I've gone for Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. I'm gonna be completely honest. I also went for Hasselbank. I've also gone to Hasselbank. I feel Rich like I'm went, doing a countdown for you. Man. <laughs> Rich went for Hasselbank. Aiden, what are you gonna go for? No, I'm gonna pass because uh, I can't even remember. So Hayden's going to pass on that one. Danielson, what was the answer? The correct answer was Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Oh, it How do you spell Hasselbank? Yeah. Bank. He scored a hat trick. Scored a hat trick against. He scored four for Chelsea, and two for Cardiff against us. Oh. Yeah. So, there we, so there we go then. So I think Richie's on three now. I'm on two. Two for Ben and one for Aiden. Okay, right, two questions left. Two questions left. And the next question, please, Dan. The last time Wolves played Norwich at Molyneux, we squandered a 2 0 lead to draw 2 all. Who scored for Wolves that day when our first goal was a Norwich own goal? Okay, so who scored for Wolves that day when the goal was a, first goal was a Norwich own goal? Uh, I think. 
Oh was yeah. Was it when the championship promotion? Yeah, we're in the championship. I think was it was it Oliveira who scored? Uh, Nelson Oliveira scored in injury time yeah. for Norwich. Yeah, and really kind of flapped at it. And yeah, he went that's in. it. Okay. That game, who scored for Wolves? Norwich was the first on goal for us. Okay, I think I'm locked in with my answer, um, and I will go first this time for fairness. Rich, are you locked in? I am. Rich is locked in. Benjamin, I, I can be. You can be. Aiden, any idea in your head for this one? What, what, what year was it? Sorry, cause I, I sort of missed when, when the game was. So was it when we won the league under yeah, New Year? Yeah, we won the league under New Year. So was it 2017-18 season? So I'll, I'll, I'll get my answer out first. I'm going to go for Remain Saïs as mine. Remain Saïs. I've, I've gone for Bonatini. Bonatini for Ben. Yeah. Again, I've also gone Bonatini. Bonatini for Rich. Aidan, who are you going to go for? I want to go with... Um, Costa. Uh, Daniel, the answer, please. The correct answer was Alfred Undai. Oh! oh Alfred Undai. Blast from the past. In this quiz, you've had an answer of Undai and of Undai. Well, we live to the Undai another day. <laughs> Continue. Okay, right, last, is this, is this last, last question. Last question and tiebreaker. So, uh, last question. Just bear in mind, Rich is winning 3 2, two 1. So, Rich is the chance to get the win. Um, I think only unfortunately it's only me and Ben who could probably make it to a tiebreaker now <laughs> anyway let's let's see what the last question is Dan former Wolves and Norwich utility man Neil Emblen and what former Wolves player are joint assistant coaches at Colorado Rapids the player who I'm asking for played in the late 90s early noughties okay Okay. Midfielder. Um, All right, chill out. Oh, hang on, I've wrote down. Oh, could you just re- midfielder or? Oh, hang on. <laughs> could you midfielder just midfielder or a defender? Could What's you his re- first name? Could you just repeat the question for me, sorry, because I was just doing some technicalities there. Just for the benefit of the listeners, the the question again, please. Former Wolves and Norwich utility man Neil Emblen and what former Wolves player from the late nineties, early noughties? Our assistant coach at Colorado Rapids. Okay, all right. Assistant coach at Colorado Rapids. Uh, this is a chance for either Rich to take the game or for um, myself, uh, myself or Ben or both to uh, get the tiebreaker. Write down the name really quickly. If you're playing along at home, at WGFC Fancast on Twitter, uh, Wolves Fancast on Facebook, or podcast at wolvesfancast.com for the email. Let us know how you got on. Show us your workings out. Um, Aidan, any idea on your end? You're not on Wikipedia now, are you, Aiden? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm. I I know I've got this completely wrong. I'm locked in in my head. Ben, are you locked in? Yeah. Ben's kind of locked in, or is he? No, I I am locked in, but I think I'm wrong. But he's playing a poker game, maybe. No, he's trying to give the illusion he's wrong. No, Rich, I'm locked in. Rich is locked in. Uh, Right, I'll go. I'll go first, just because I know this is completely wrong. I'm going to say Kenny Miller because I know we've seen him in the news recently, but I'm sure it's not him. He's gone to Australia, hasn't he? That's the one. I'm getting my countries wrong there. Uh, Right, okay. So I know I've not got a tie break. Rich, who have you gone for? So I'm sure Neil Emblem used to coach over in New Zealand, didn't he? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sarnelsi went over to New Zealand at the same time. It was Darren Baisley. So, so I've gone for Darren Baisley. Darren Baisley for Rich Ben. I've gone for Carl Robinson. Carl Robinson for Ben. Oh, yeah. And uh, Aidan, who are you going to go for? I was going to go for Foggart or Robinson, so in the sake of fairness, I'm not going to go with Robinson because it's been said I'll go with uh, Froggart. Froggart is Aidan's answer. Dan, what was the answer? The correct answer was Darren Baisley. Oh, what that is! <laughs> Rich takes a oh, dominant that win that on noise. the quiz. It I thought Darren Baisley was a left-back. I was going to say he played fullback and midfield. I thought you he was said a, you can't uh, no, say right I said mid, he was mid predominantly so midfield. I thought not. I thought he was a fullback because he's a midfielder and he played fullback. Absolutely. Oh, no, so, so in the midfield. game where he scored against Nottingham Forest, he was playing. F- look, he was a fullback. Look, look, we'll we'll leave it at that. I'm going to allow that win. you question me, Ben? Don't question Dan. I'm allowing the win. Aiden, thank you very much for coming on the show. I hope you enjoyed the quiz. Have a safe journey back. All right. Cheers, right. See you in a bit. Cheers. Bye. 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 He's a left back. He's not a left back. He was right footed. Or was a right back then. I was going to say, you said midfielder, fullback. Can I just say, you didn't say midfielder, fullback. You said midfielder and then added defender. <laughs> he played as either a right sided defender or a midfielder. Mm. Can we no, not? No, look, mm. look, hang on. Can we just take a minute, please? And A, we've had two calls on this show. We've never done that before. B, let's all hold hands and sing I the Fancast Friendship it, song. It doesn't make a massive difference because I wouldn't have said him if you'd have said <laughs> he played right full back and right midfield. Oh. What did you say to Stu the other week? You lost. Just well, well done, Rich. Thanks, guys. Well done, Rich. Rich that Darren well Baisley done. was a corker of an answer. That was a superb answer. That, that's what, well that's done. what I mean, wins quizzes and titles. That, I don't, I don't want to side with anyone, but if you'd have said defender or full back, I'd have been more firm in my convictions of being down Blaze. I've still won. Yes. But let's yeah. do the final part of the show, everybody. It's time for <laughs> Twitter Corner. Um, you can send us your questions on Twitter at WGFC Fancast or Facebook Wolves Fancast, or you can email us via electronic mail into our inbox, podcast at wolvesfancast.com. First question from James Spencer. If fifth place stays as a Champions League place, if you were Nuno, would you go for fifth or sacrifice league in hope of Europa? Benjamin, who are you going for? Fifth or Europa? Fifth. Europa's pure luck and chance. Uh, Dan? If I was new now, I'd play for the draw. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's fifth place for me all day. Fifth for you, Rich. Fifth. Yeah, I think it's no-brainer. Fifth. Get that Champions League. And then to be crushed when Man City win the appeal. <laughs> um, Jamie Rowe says, uh, keeping in mind he was a Nuno signing at Valencia, would the World Cup winner Mustafi from Arsenal be a good cheap option in the summer for Wolves? Would that, you take Mustafi? I'm sure Gully's talked talk about Mustafi before, haven't uh, he? Unless he's under the, under the pseudonym of Jamie Rhodes. I think he maybe. was me. Dan said that before, I think. Yeah. Okay. But yes, I would. I would. So yeah. there's two I people. Would. Rich, would you take uh, Mustafi? I wouldn't say no, no. <laughs> he's so confident after he's been saying, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Just that's cock fine. It. You, if you could see him, he's got his feet up on the table, sunglasses on. <laughs> he's just chilly. He's one he, life. He's like one him life. and Otamendi, the, now the new now way of defending. Yeah. Yeah, they're, oh, going, they're going to be relatively. Would, would you have? Would you call Otamendi a defender slash midfielder? No, because <laughs> he's a, he's a centre back. Okay. I don't remember him ever playing. Would in you midfield. have Mustafi over Otamendi? Who would you rate higher? Uh, Otamendi, I'd rather have. Oh, I'm, like just I'm, say, to... I'm just going to say Mustafi. No, okay, it's Rich, you, Rose, I've asked Rich, a question. You, you need to tweet in the question first. <laughs> uh, right, Martin um, says if you could travel back in time and watch one Wolves match play before you were born, which match would you choose? Uh, he'd go back to the Wolves tour of the USSR in 1950s. That would have been very surreal. If you could go back in time, gentlemen, you've got your TARDIS, you're going back in time, it has to be before you're born to watch a Wolves game. 
Where where are you going? Yeah, would he get I'd back say. from the USSR after that game? In his TARDIS? Yeah. No, you watch the game and then that's that was the question, not anything afterwards. I think what, so are we just stuck wherever we go back? Yeah. Oh, Friday. Should go much Wolves Leicester again. Yeah, no, it has to be born. before you're born. Oh. Uh, when Bully scored the last minute winner at the Hawthorns. Was that before you were... It's like 89, wasn't it? Did he oh, say before that. you were born? Uh, yes, before you were born. Yeah, yeah, that's before I was born. Sherpa Van Wyn. Yeah, that's a good one. I'd still do this whole classic so, Molyneux under floodlights thing. I was going to say, I'd always say Homved, or when was Chorley away? I would have been 80. That'd be a good Late one, 80s, just to yeah. have that. I so like, to I, I away. Have, you know, How alternative <laughs> is that? Yeah. <laughs> so alternative. Two ends of the spectrum, isn't it? <laughs> Um, we've got Thomas Kearney saying, "If the long-held fear of one of our of a big offer comes in for one of our star players, which one would you sell?" So we've got you know the, the classic players to sell, the big names we've got at Wolves. You know, you people like you. Um, who's that? You've got you know the Mexican one. You know, you know that German defender that never plays for us. Mustafi, no, Afusu. That's it. You know, if an offer came in for him, God forbid. Does it have to be? An important player. Th- let, let's say people like... Yeah. Uh, Basically, him as a Traore, Neves. Neves. Yeah. I think. Did you count Doherty? Yeah. No. no. You shouldn't no. be in the 11. I was going to say, I just want to get for the, benefit for the of, easy way out for, for the benefit of Thomas, I'll put this list together now. I will say Patricio, Bolly, Neves, Matinho, Jimenez, Traore. You've got to sell one of those. Neves. Neves, Neves. Yeah, probably Neves. You'd get the most money for Neves as well. Yeah, yeah I'll go for Neves as well. Or Sorry, Jimenez. Neves. And, he, and his crapping goal from that video I saw earlier. There's one quite good sign. Uh, final mm, question comes from long-time listener over on the States, Todd DeWitt. Says, his buddy Nick wants to know why he should be a Wolves fan. My reasons are they're the best, other teams are garbage, and Wolverhampton is a great place to go on holiday. Uh, that hasn't been enough to convince <laughs> him. So what would you do to convince uh, Nick to become a Wolves fan? Ben. Oh, me first? Yes. Pressure's um. on. I don't know, it's quite difficult, isn't it, lately? How is it difficult? It's Wolverhampton. It's quite difficult lately. First, As we ride high in the Premier League in the knockout stage. Yeah, the first speed. in the UK. in the last, like, three weeks. First in the UK to have traffic three lights. Days. First in the UK to have traffic lights. Home I of... don't really know... I don't, like, I'm not from Wolverhampton, so I can't be like, oh, the, you know, the cinema on the bridge or something that you always say. Bentley Bridge? Yeah, that one. It's not very good, oh, though. Oh, the cinema on Bentley Bridge. <laughs> Wolves... Still a nice, old-fashioned, proper English football stadium mm. for now. Yeah. Uh, grounds in the city centre. One of the best for drinking before games in the country, in my opinion, if you're a home fan. So you can go and get relatively drunk before games, and it's fine. Um, there's quite a nice new Sainsbury's by the train station as well. <laughs> Case closed. Yeah. Rich, any pointers to convince Nick to become a Wolves fan at all? After that enthralling kind of um, case there from from Ben, it's a team. In, it's a team and a city. Hopefully on the up. So if you're like joining the wave now, like you can't get called a glory hunter. Hopefully, I think that's a good that's case. Best I can think Dan, of. I'm going to leave you with the final case for Nick. You have got the moment to convert this mate of Todd's long-time listener into a Wolves fan. Another notch on the Wolves belt of fans. What is your closing argument? Firstly, I'd want to know why he isn't already. <laughs> that, that's a good argument, yeah. And secondly, Steve Ball. And the f- best podcast in the world. Exactly. I think that's what we were all looking for there. Uh, the po- best podcast. Yeah. 
Which which one? Which one though? That's the thing. The one that's on the third day of the week. Well, this week. Pending on when it airs. Pending. It's Tuesday today. It is Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, it's coming out. Tell Todd's mate yeah. to Google Darren Baisley. Yeah. Wolves. Yeah. Watch some of them highlights. Okay. Wolves had Marcus Hanneman. Great midfielder Darren Baisley. <laughs> that was not from me. We had Marcus Hanneman. Marcus Hanneman? Yeah. 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 Um, and who's the, who's the kid in the under-23s at the moment? He's from America as well. Otto oh, Sowe, is he? Otto yeah. He's in America yeah. as well. He's good as well, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So they're case closed. It's, um, it's quite an unusual kit as well. So like, if you're walking around a place that isn't Wolverhampton, so if, he, if you're in America and you've got a wolf shirt and someone else sees you, they would know automatically. If they knew football, they would know what shirt that was. So that, And you see someone else in a wolf shirt, you can't really resist going, oh... Up the walls, like when you walk. But like, if you got a Man United shirt, people just like, oh, another one. But if you see someone with a Wolves towel around the sunbed, you always go, oh, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> so that would be my number one reason. There we go. Because oh. occasionally someone will go, yeah, right. you might see another one. <laughs> occasionally. I think we'll leave it on that argument, shall we, everybody? Thank you very much for listening, everybody. You can follow us all week on socials. Just type in Wolves Fancast and you can find us there. And we're back next week, everybody, to talk about uh, Espanyol. We'll be previewing Espanyol again and previewing Spurs. But for this week and for this crisp February night, it's bye from Rich. Goodbye, everyone. Bye from Dan. Oh, I'm going to Espanyol. Ha <laughs> Um, Dan gave the two fingers up emoji. Not emoji. Um, your life is oh, just emojis. <laughs> that, that was before iPhones. Yeah. Things though, gestures now in my head are replaced by emojis. <laughs> so yeah, he did the two fingers gesture, but I, you know, maybe emojis now. We're all modern, aren't we? Generation Z and all that. Ben, bye. 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 I'm doing the thumbs up emoji. <laughs> bye from me. I'll see you next time. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.